Welcome to Let's Talk Seniors. Thanks to Anglican Care with Kylie and Michelle. Anglican Care, we're not only social on the bowling green. Find us on Facebook too. In today's episode, Michelle and I talk about mindfulness with our very special guest, Charlotte Thorup. Charlotta is a world-renowned clinical mindfulness consultant and transformative educator. She is the director of the Mindfulness Clinic, which she founded in 2008 and holds a number of international tertiary qualifications. And I personally love this topic, Michelle, so I'm very excited. I do too. Um, Welcome and thanks for joining us today, Charlotta. Kylie and I are both very keen to hear what led you to a career in mindfulness. But first, can you tell us what exactly is mindfulness and what are the benefits? There are actually so many ways of defining it. Mm -hmm. It depends what angle you attack it from. Okay, so it's kind of pretty individualised, is it? Well, not really. It's like, do you describe it as the experience? So the experience is, of course, that it calms us down. The research is very clear. It reduces stress and Mm -hmm. burnout. It improves sleep. It actually helps our brains create new neuropathways and it strengthens, if you like, our Mm -hmm. brain. It improves relationships. I mean, there's kind of no end to... To the benefit. I mean, I just did something on the Mindful Leadership on the weekend and we just put it into Google and there's 120,000 research articles just on mindful Mm. leadership. But the heartbeat of it is a practice. It's not something you can read. It's a way that you sit and use your mind to change your brain to change your mind. Because our natural disposition is Mm. that we're very worried about being safe, Mm. (laughs) very worried about getting our needs met. And that program tends to just run and it runs amok like an untrained puppy. So unless we kind of go, hey, hey, Mm. let's just come back here. We are actually okay. That thing of autopilot just runs the show and it doesn't leave much for life quality. And so Charlotte, would it be fair to say that it's not living in the past, it's not living in the future, it's bringing yourself into the present and trying to live the present moment? Is that what it's about? That's often the way we say it. And mm. of course, it's kind of shows that we don't really get it that we say it. And I don't mean yes. that to be personal. No, no. <laughs> I'm because not offended at all. I'm just trying to get a handle on yes. exactly. And I love what you're saying. But yeah. the point is we can't live in the past and we can't live in the future. Yeah, but our thoughts only, do. Yes, exactly. Yes, our thoughts yes. reside in those places that's exactly yeah yeah we're not time travelers here (laughs) (laughs) that's right yeah so our mind exactly like you say has a tendency to be preoccupied with the past and the future absolutely so mindfulness helps to observe that because as Mm. soon as i observe a thought that's preoccupied with my past Mm -hmm. i'm no longer in it Yes. So it is the awareness that I'm cultivating around where is my attention. That's the first thing I do. And then as soon as I catch it, I'm present. It sounds very complicated. I think you're going to simplify it for us today. But Yes. Uh, So let's do an example. Okay. So if you think of the last thought that you thought, you can recall that thought Mm. because you're not the thought. Yes. Well, it was, gee, I'm really nervous about our next podcast, actually. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Great thought. Don't say that, Kylie. Well, great. Keeping it real. Yeah. Yes. That's right. So something in you observed that Mm. you thought that, didn't it? So mindfulness cultivating that, that we start to observe what is being thought. Mm -hmm. Because the second we observe, we have choice to redirect it. When we just function on autopilot, Mm. we're just in the thoughts. We just follow them. We just follow our impulses. Mindfulness is that opportunity to take control. Yes. Yes, take control and invite something new in. And positive, I guess, is what we're aiming for. And interrupt. 
Yes, I've heard it described as the monkey mind. Is that what you're talking about? That internal chatter that goes on in your head? Yes, Yes. taming that. Taming the monkey mind. Or it's a bit like you get a puppy home and it's going to eat all your socks and we in the corners. Mm -hmm. And so you train it. And it's Mm. the same thing with our mind. Okay, so interesting. Love it. And so Charlotte, when and how did mindfulness become part of your life? Well, I was actually looking for something that was better than just our conventional goal setting for feeling good. In Danish, we've got this saying, it's a bit like weeing the pants. Nice and warm when you do it, and then you have to clean <laughs> Deal it up. with the consequences. <laughs> I've never heard that term. So it doesn't deliver long term. We can kind mm. of, you know, rev ourselves up and think this is great. But it, mm. at some point, reality is going to hit. That actually contentment is an inside job. Right? Mm. So we have to cultivate that. And I was looking for something that would be better than our conventional Western yes. modules. Yes. So I looked and I found mm-hmm. mindfulness and I thought, now we're talking. Then my big aha came because I never realised how anxious I was. Really? Because yes. I'd lived in my head, like mm-hmm. most of us do, mm. just from thought to thought. Mm-hmm. And I realised when I started to pay attention to the body, actually how anxious I was. Yes, because so, the physical sort of ramifications of anxiety in your body, is that what you're talking about? Yes. You can feel your tense shoulders and that sort of thing. The heartbeat, yes, the yeah. stomach, the okay. butterflies. Yes. And the mind can just override that in a mm. I would just go, no, 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 I just need to get the next thing done, then I'm fine. Mm -hmm. But that is anxiety. (laughs) And I didn't realise it. Mm -hmm. So it became something that I took on because I thought, oh boy, do I need this. And did it really improve the quality of your life? I can't. You look very serene and fabulous, (laughs) I have to say. Absolutely. (laughs) It's all made up. No, No, it is not. I know that for a fact that is not true. So where did mindfulness come from? Like what culture, that sort of thing? It's the heartbeat, if you like, Mm. of Buddhism. Right. So the Buddha was about Mm. 2,600 years ago. Contemporary or Confucius both wanted to find a way mm. to reduce suffering. And then we're not talking about really bad pains here. Mm. We're talking about that thing of when you're in a rush and you think all the other mm. drivers are idiots or yeah. you get so angry with your partner or your yeah. children. Or and constant other... worry and that sort yes, of thing. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. All that is suffering. Mm. And so they were looking for a way to reduce suffering. Now, mm. the Buddha started by really observing his own mind and seeing what brings me to that. And that's what he devised, if you like, as the practice. Sure. Now, the mm. beautiful thing is that there's the invitation to take on whatever you can from this and mm. want from this yes. and throw the rest away, not to become a Buddhist, mm. but to become a better what you already are. And I really like that. I really yes. like that there's no conversions necessary. Yeah. In anybody. Yes. You don't have to follow a particular faith or religion. Exactly. Or, yeah. Exactly. You take it on to steady and calm your mind. Mm. And so, in effect, that relaxed feeling is just a side effect because what you're doing is practicing getting to know the mind so you can start to manage it. That's really what you're doing. And Charlotta, from your experience, do seniors typically live more in the moment than younger generations like Gen X and Gen Y? I think it's such a good question. (laughs) It's an interesting one. Yes, it is. So often (laughs) we have the question, you know, aren't children naturally mindful? Because they live in the moment. But that's not the only criteria for Mm. mindfulness. So they're not, right? Because they don't have that executive function developed enough to catch themselves out to observe their mind. Yes. So in terms of seniors, the first thing I think to say is that it depends entirely how they filled in uh, Mm. their lives Mm -hmm. and how fortunate they have been or not. If there's been a lot of trauma, it can be very hard. Not Mm -hmm. to say that it's impossible at all, but it makes it harder. But it really depends on what they've paid attention to. So mm. I'd like to share a little story yeah, in the context of this. <laughs> there was a guy who was out from the US about mm. probably 10 years ago now, and he was sharing the story about his Jewish mother who was 89 at the time. And he described her as a typical Jewish mother always whinging and complaining. Oh. Now, his oh. turn. Gee, that's harsh. 
term. Typical son? Yes, but mm. but it gets better, so don't okay. worry. He actually said she's the kind of woman who will send a text to her sons and saying, start worrying, details will follow. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so anyway, he was writing a chapter about gratitude while he was visiting her. And one day he said to her, Mum, I'm just wondering, would you like to take this on, this gratitude? Because it is incredible what it offers. Do mm. you know that it makes you healthier, it makes you happier, it improves your relationships, it can even improve your career? I mean, there's mm. no end to how good this is. Mm. And she said, hmm, I would, but it's probably too late for me. <laughs> and he said, well, what if it wasn't, Mum? Would you mm. give it a go? And she said, all right, you tell me what to do and I'll do it. So I said, what we're going to do is every time you whinge and complain, I'm going to say end, and then you have to say, and have a blessed life. He said, we have never laughed more than that week because all I could do was go, and, 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 and. And all, <laughs> all she day could long. do was say, well, I have a blessed life, and I have a blessed life, and I have a blessed life. <laughs> so he kept going, and after a week he left, he got the neighbour to keep going. Five weeks later, his mm-hmm. sister rang and said, what have you done to mum? She's changing. <laughs> she's broken. <laughs> and so two and a half years later, she's dying. She's in hospital. And he goes to see, and she's looking very quiet, and mm. he just sits there looking at her and when she comes to he says mum I'm wondering what you were thinking you looked so peaceful and she says nothing darling only the occasional blessed and I suppose that answers the question is Mm. depends what we pay attention to so she was 89 so Mm. that means there's always hope Yes. The oldest I've heard is a 118-year-old Parisian woman wow. who, in terms of neuroplasticity mm. and in terms of mm. changing the brain, some researchers wanted to kind of ask her some questions yeah. mm. and they came back two or three months apart mm. and they found that after a year her cognitive ability had really improved. And, of course, it was the attention and the training mm. that did that. Not necessarily mindfulness, but the point is here that the brain's always capable of change. Did you say she was 118? Yes, I think it's the lo- oldest, oldest person in France. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's why they want to so study her. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> pathways at that yes. age. Isn't it Amazing. fascinating? Yes. So you can't teach an old dog new tricks. It's not applicable. No. You've spent a lifetime creating a home. It's where you belong. As you age, Anglican Care's home life can help you remain happy and independent in your very own home. Find out how at anglicancare.com.au. There are some things that are harder to learn as we yes. age, right? Okay. Languages. And I guess no matter what your age, how open you are to taking on new things. Because I know my son, who's 21, he's always been into meditation and he's willing to look at different things. Whereas my other son, he was like, mindfulness, what are you talking about? And also, I think there's something else to say around this. The earlier we start, the better. Because, mm. I mean, you probably know about the correlation between high anxiety, depression, and also not sleeping. And mm-hmm. those things being really, really strong predictors. Mm. of increased risk of dementia and Alzheimer's as we age. Yes. So the earlier we start mm. with this, the better. Mm. Anything that makes you sleep better, I think, is got to be essential. a winner. Absolutely. Yeah, because it's so precious. Yes, and mm. I think that's the exciting thing with mindfulness is it's the root cause for change. So we have the direct impact, mm. but then we have the secondary impact mm-hmm. where it improves our sleep, which is so Improves bad. a whole lot of other things, yes. doesn't it? Yes. Mm. So there's all these secondary things and yes. reduces stress, which, of course, again, is mm. so essential improves because it leads and yes. yeah. It keeps your adrenals down then? Yes, because it yeah. reduces your reactivity to what mm. you perceive as stress, sure. for one thing. You're much quicker also at down-regulating. Your reactive system will always be there. There will always mm. be you know, the loud noise and you'll yeah. jump. But you're quicker to come down and you don't react to as much either. Okay. So it works in many ways. Yes. Well, it all sounds fabulous and I do try to incorporate mindfulness in my life, but I do grapple with it sometimes. So I wondered what are some of the obstacles we all face when we attempt to live in the present? So I would probably reframe that saying, this is this busy mind, right? Yes. So how do I start? Mm. And 
It really depends on your lifestyle, but if you're feeling some suffering, if you're yep. feeling overwhelmed, mm. you're feeling or depression or anxiety, I would say give this a go. Do three things. Make sure you get enough time for sleep and that you move and then give yourself a minimum of 10 minutes formal mindfulness practice a day. You can download them on my website. There are many others, basic yep. attention training, body scan or loving mm. kindness meditation. Give that two weeks and then also complement it with the little ones where you're going, whoa, I'm getting a little, oh, oh, feeling out of sorts, yeah. Yeah. overwhelmed. Do your five magic breaths, which mm-hmm. is just that you allow the out breath to be longer than the in breath. And that down regulates you. That sounds so easy. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. The biggest challenge is doing it. That's why I've also done some little ones that are just two to four minutes. I get so much feedback that people say, you know, I can do that anytime. I can mm-hmm. go to the bathroom at work and I can do it yes. there. And so is meditation mindfulness or is that something Not different? Necessarily. Okay. Right? So mindfulness is always about observing what is. Mm-hmm. So as you know, a meditation can be this lovely guided yeah. trip into a rainforest, yes. etc. Yes, and you yes. can get a diamond out of the cave. And yes, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> it's all very lovely. That's yeah. right. That's not mindfulness. But mindfulness has two parts to it. It's that mm-hmm. form of practice where you're sitting very yeah. much like meditation mm-hmm. and you're observing what arises or you're stabilizing your attention. So for instance, just focusing on mm-hmm. the breath and whenever the mind wanders, you just bring it back. Mm-hmm. So irrespective of where the mind's at, you can get started. Mm-hmm. It's You don't have to have a quiet mind to get started. Then you probably no. don't need it, right? Yeah, that's right. So, you're already there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tell your friends about Let's Talk Seniors by Anglican Care. They want to be hip too. And then there's all the informal practice. For instance, mindful eating, putting your utensils down between mouthfuls rather than multitasking. There's when you have a shower and really being aware of the sensations of the water Mm. on your skin. There's when you're driving. It is endless. Life is really kind of your field of possible practice. Well, I think Michelle and I should work on the mindful eating because we both have very busy jobs and we eat very unmindfully at lunchtime. We eat at our desk. I know, while we're working. Well, and the food's gone. I know and think, oh, you you missed it. it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. No. And that's a shame. Yes, I agree. We're going to make a pact. We'll do better in that area. Yeah. And see, the thing is, if you hone in, for instance, on that, Mm. what happens is that you start to notice other areas where you're doing the same. Well, there's probably lots, actually. Life, right? 95% of it, we do Mm. an autopilot, which Mm. means we miss real life because the brain is a predicting machine. Mm -hmm. It's downloaded all information, all our experiences, Mm. and sorted them in approach and avoid context, Mm. right? Because it responds to the next moment in a way we'll get Mm. our needs met and survive. But that means that that easily just runs the show. And we're just going to passenger in this Mm. predicting machine yeah right and we're then missing the beauty the heartbeat Mm -hmm. of life Life. Charlotta you hold some amazing retreats as part of your business the mindfulness clinic can you tell us a time that stands out to you when the power of mindfulness changed someone's life there are so many Mm. but there's one girl who kept sending me emails before the retreat saying oh I don't know if I can go to this because I am bipolar And I thought, is it the medication? So I said, just declare it with your doctor. I'm sure they'll be fine. Mm. No, 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 I am bipolar. Okay, it's not a problem for me. So she came on the retreat and she was just an absolute bundle of joy. She was just amazing. Mm. She just added so much to the group. And then she asked for a one-on-one session, which part of all retreats. I'm trained in a method that's a Zen method called Big Mind. And I said to her, can I speak to the part of you that's unaffected by bipolar? The part in you that's not bipolar. And... She looked at me and she just settled and she went, oh my God, I never realised that Mm. this existed within me. 
And she emailed me for years and she said that was the one question that completely has changed taken her my life, life in a different mm. trajectory. She mm. now has a master's in psychology. The same thing happened two weeks ago with somebody mm. in an acute situation. So tuning into mm. people when they have the whole framework of mindfulness in that we are not our thoughts. We are get lost in a certain Or a diagnosis. We're not that diagnosis. Oh, no. We yeah. are so much more mm. than that, right? Mm. And so when mindfulness can open up for the possibilities mm. of what we can be and what we just haven't paid attention to yet. Okay. And can I add a question, Charlotta? Yes. The new digital world that we're in, is that changing people's ability to be mindful? So it's not limiting the ability to be mindful. That's Mm. with everybody. But what it is, is that it is increasing anxiety and stress and distractedness so that Mm. we are living more in anxiety. Mm. We probably have seen the research, particularly for teenagers. Oh, and comparisons and, yeah. Yeah. And And anxiety and stress are up 65% from 2010 to 16 in teenagers and it was yes. when they got the phone in the hand and oh I think gosh, personally it's I'm going, I think it's we can see it a little bit like it took us a while to realize cancer and cigarettes mm. but if I'm constantly over here eating poison and I say I have a sore tummy you'll go mm. well stop eating the freaking yeah. poison yeah. Mm. social media yes. is similar I had a young client the other day and it was mm. nine hours a day that she was on social media and wow she was, which is know. probably not unusual for a lot of no, young kids absolutely. these days yeah That's scary isn't it it, yeah, it is I think so Michelle's got young kids and so she's navigating that world at the moment, which I didn't have to do with my kids because they're a bit older and I'm like, oh, I'm glad I missed that particular trend. And all parents are in the same boat. Yes. You're really navigating it without knowing what you're doing. An instruction manual. That's right. And the first thing we need to do is look at ourselves. Yeah. And model, yeah. model well, what yes. you want them to do. Yes. Yeah, we can't expect them to. I know. To do, yeah, if we're we on do, our right? phone all day. <laughs> yes, yeah. I am pretty attached to my phone, I have to say. Yeah. Uh, so, Charlotte, our podcast is all about helping seniors to live happy and healthy lives. So, we'd love for you to share some of your wisdom with us. For those out there who want to reap the benefits of being more mindful, what are some simple ways that they can incorporate mindfulness into their daily lives? Well, I think, for instance, the mindful eating is a really lovely place to start. Yes, I agree. One mouthful at a time and keep your attention on that. Mm. I would also highly recommend, even if it's just an experiment, to say I'm going to do 10 minutes a day mm. and for two weeks, see where that takes you. Mm-hmm. They're free on my website and there are other yeah, you know, okay. places people can find them. But start with that and then, for instance, going for a walk and see if you can just pay attention to the pleasant. Mm. If you can notice what is in flower at the moment, mm. what is green, noticing smiles that come your way breeze Mm. the temperature taking in the good because that's a way also to become awake and a way to dial down the anxiety Mm. and the depression right Mm. so really paying attention to the delight moments in life so i like the shower one too that you said like when Mm -hmm. you're in the shower sort of try to feel the sensations and focus on that i think that's a kind of easy one to incorporate because we well hopefully we all shower most days. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and washing hands is the same, right? Yes, you know, really absolutely. That. Combing your hair. I had a lovely woman who came back for the second session the other day. She said, I just noticed actually how good it feels to comb my oh, hair. it's true. Yeah. It's very therapeutic. Right. So seeing if you can not think of other things while you're doing that, mm-hmm. right? If you can just, just focus on that on task. The sensations of that, mm. the sensations, not yeah. thinking about it, yeah. but being in the sensations mm-hmm. of it. Okay. Mindfulness. So we wanted to say thank you, Charlotta, for coming along today. We love talking to you and we're definitely going to incorporate some of those oh, tips yes. into our lives. We've got a special lucky dip prize for all of our special guests. It's a health and wellbeing item. So we'd love you to open that and share with us what it is in case some of our Ooh. people out there might want to buy something similar. It's, it's a small skinny one, this one, so I'm not it quite is. sure what this one is. Michelle Very is exciting. in charge of the 
lucky dip prizes. Oh, and what is this? Is a green tea bath bomb. Oh, yeah. Yes. What about a mindful bath? Yes, I think exactly. So. Great oh, gift, Michelle. And a glow sheet mask. How great is that? Again, okay. putting it on and feeling that yes. and taking the five minutes to really be yeah. with We love a good face mask. Yep. Yes. <laughs> we do. Yes. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Thank you again, Charlotte. We hope to chat to you another time. Love to. We look forward to chatting to Jackie Colver in our next fabulous podcast on how carers cope and avoid carer burnout. Do you have any topics you want Kylie and Michelle to discuss? Get in touch by emailing Let's Talk Seniors at Anglicancare.com.au.